Drivingtests.org has helped thousands of truckers obtain their CDL at nearly double the standard pass rate. And now, employers can use driving test tools on demand with their new hires. Their training platform is fully remote, DMV approved, and costs a fraction of standard training fees. Head to driving-test.org corporate to learn more. Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insight to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate the uh, positive feedback on the show. Uh, don't forget to rate and review Taking the High Road in whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm excited to chat with a passionate industry leader, Tim Krolski, Chief Operating Officer, Garner Trucking, and host of Beyond the Cab podcast. Welcome to the show, Tim. Great to see you. Oh, yeah, interesting to be on the other side of the fence this time. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm excited to learn more about you and your background, You know how you got into the trucking industry, as, as well as what prompted you to start a podcast. Uh, I'd like to hear how you embrace uh, involvement in the industry. Uh, you were in the first class of Lead ATA. You're active in many other committees, and, and you're currently the president of the Toledo Trucking Association. Uh, I'd love for you to highlight, you know, how a community level grassroots focus can really improve uh, both your culture and your results. And uh, and if we have time, I'd, I'd like to uh, hear about Garner's current apprenticeship program and how you plan to uh, participate in the upcoming Safe Driver uh, pilot program. And then lastly, we'll answer a question submitted by a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Think we can get all that done? We'll do our best. Normally, I'll ask you uh, if there's a if there's a book that you that you like. Um, anything come to mind that you that maybe a book that's been an inspiration for you recently? You know, I I think that um, I I think that it's first of all it's an interesting question. Uh, on the surface, I will tell you I'm more a music guy. I love music documentaries and music and listening to those types of things. But there are some books that um, that I felt have been appropriate. Uh, maybe. Um, uh, maybe because I enjoy some characters and and uh, the the lessons that you can learn. And I, I, this pretty simple book uh, called Who Moved My Cheese. You probably have heard of that book. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer Johnson did a great job with with a with a story about basically it's about change and how different individuals or different uh, creatures <laughs> anyway deal with change. And uh, I think probably pretty appropriate over the, the the course of the past couple of years, and how much we've had to change and flex and bend and 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 really um, decide how we're going to address those those challenges that come up. Uh, not that business is any different on any other year, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously with the additional uh, challenges with COVID and those types of things, and navigating through that, and hopefully we're on the other side of that. But I, I think that book um, will stay with me probably through through most of my life for that reason. I actually picked up another book here not too long ago, but I haven't started on it. Same sort of, uh, I think, thought processes uh, called, I believe, My Iceberg is Melting or Our Iceberg is Melting. So I, I've, I actually have that in, uh, I have a what I call my boogie bag uh, when I go to the airport. And uh, I've got a flight um, this weekend and I'll be opening it then. I'll be interested to see see what that's all about. Sometimes that's the best time to, to read uh, a book, uh, getting on an airplane, because usually I get on an airplane, it's a three or four hour flight, and I find that uh, there's no Wi-Fi. 
uh, I'm in luck. This four hour flight that I plan to get all kinds of work done <laughs> uninterrupted, there's no Wi-Fi. So I guess I'll read a book, which is always, you know, it's good for your, good for your mind and, and just, you know, easy to unwind that way. Not, yeah, not only that, especially when you do a lot of traveling, Jeremy, I know you do a bunch of it, you know, we get to get to some industry events and um, it's it's great to spend time with others and learn things. But uh, I think even there, sometimes you need a little bit of downtime, you know, you can take a few minutes and just kind of collect your thoughts and um, read something that's inspiring. But if I'm going to read, that's really what I, I like to read about is, is those types of things. Just um, if nothing else, a good refresher on uh, how to be a better leader and, you know, how to be a bit more thoughtful in, in certain situations and uh, probably most importantly, how to how to lead others. Yeah, I love that. Um, speaking of kind of you can share a little bit about, you know, what's your story? Tell us, you know, maybe a little bit about you and how'd you end up in the trucking industry? Yeah. So um, this, I guess, starts about 25 years ago now, a little over 25 years ago. Um, I was uh, uh, married young. Um, my wife and I, we have uh, my wife, Christine and I, we have four boys together. Uh, and anybody who's anybody knows how hungry four boys can be. Uh, that can get pretty expensive. I, at the time, I was uh, running sales for a uh, for a beverage company, which will remain nameless, and uh, looking looking for some better opportunities in life. And my wife had suggested that uh, maybe I take a look at, at getting my CDL. And for me, uh, that was one of those things that I had always appreciated. Uh, the truck driver that's on the road. I always thought it was really cool. You know, even from a young child, you you know, driving a big truck would be so awesome to do. So um, I got involved with that, got my CDL. Um, and part of the agreement was is if I was going to be over the road, that I would get my wife closer to home so that she had family support while I was away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that and found a great company called uh, Garner Trucking. And um, that's kind of where things started. Uh, about four years later, uh, they, uh, they being Garner, had decided that they wanted to expand and add a recruiting department of one. And uh, there were 20 letters that were sent out to drivers. Out of those 20, 12 were interested, and I believe seven of them interviewed. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be picked to, to be the recruiter and retention manager for, for Garner Trucking. I did that for about seven years. I did sales for um, three years and then uh, into operations for about a decade before taking on my current role. So that's really kind of the abridged version of, of uh, you know, how I got into trucking in the first place. Um, if you'd asked, you know, 22 year old me if I was going to be involved with trucking, I'd probably said no. I don't. I don't even know why I would be. But um, here I am, almost getting getting ready to celebrate my 50th birthday, and I'm um, I I couldn't be in a better spot. That's exciting, and and the fact that uh, the promotion from within, you know, like really trying to, you know, present that opportunity to uh, your own employees, and you know, and that and you being pick there, I think is is a really cool story of, I think the culture that, that, that exists. And I know firsthand just because I know Garner, but the culture that exists there, I think is really solid. And, um, you know, you're the chief operating officer now, uh, you're the president, I mentioned earlier, of the Toledo, Toledo Trucking Association. Can you share a little about your, your growth as a leader? Um, and you know, your growth in the industry, you know, what, what can you attribute that to? Yeah, I, that's a an, an excellent question. I, you know, there's several things I think that that um, have helped me over the years. 
Um, certainly, um, leadership by example is a good thing. The owner of the company, Sherry, uh, is an outstanding leader. and She's taught me a lot. Um, but she's also been very attentive to the fact that whoever uh, is going to be kind of running the day-to-day, that that individual is going to need help. Um, so for me, that kind of that leadership uh, focus really started back in 2012, 2013. Um, I was a part of the inaugural uh, LEAD ATA class, um, which is an outstanding program. And I'm shuddering to think about the fact that it's a decade old at this point, <laughs> which uh, is, is a little bit alarming to me uh, just from the standpoint of my own age. But the fact that it's survived now and is going into its 10th class is amazing. Um, that time uh, to be able to get exposed to something just beyond the day to day. Um, getting out and, and understanding the, the much bigger picture of, uh, of how things work. Um, certainly associations like the American Trucking Association that are attentive to, you know, so many different classes and styles and, and sizes of trucking companies and representing us on the Hill um, to be able to learn and go through those processes and really understand what that means uh, and how important it is to our industry was really invaluable. Um, simple things like uh, doing some media training that, you know, the, the, those pieces, uh, a lot of individuals don't get the opportunity to, to embrace or get to do. And um, it certainly has helped uh, shape me. We've, we've made some great friends over the years. Uh, um, I know that uh, Dustin's been on the show. Uh, he, he and I were in that lead class. Uh, Robert Haig would be another mm-hmm. that uh, certainly follows suit there along with several others that I consider close close friends to this day that I know that I can lean on and, and have some conversation with um, in the event that there's issues, problems, or I just flat out have some questions. Um, so those relationships are long-term and they, they certainly help, uh, help me lead the organization today. Um, you know, how you get from there to the president of the Toledo Trucking Association is, uh, um, you know, it's, it's kind of been an interesting path and, um, I guess the the more time that I've spent in uh, in trucking, uh, understanding some of the associations and how things work, um, really close to my heart is the uh, the next generation. And so um, the attraction for me with the Toledo Trucking Association is exactly that. It's about that next generation and fostering mm-hmm. um, the opportunities that, that are available in our industry and, and showing a lot of college kids still to this day don't realize how how large uh, and how much opportunity there is in the trucking industry, both behind the wheel and certainly behind a desk and, and uh, um, out in a the shop. There's, you know, there's so many different facets of our industry. So. The Toledo Trucking Association gives an opportunity to give back. Uh, we award scholarships um, to a couple of different uh, um, facilities, educational facilities, one of those being uh, the University of Toledo. Proud to say that uh, uh, we have put together uh, an endowment for them last year. Uh, so that'll be something that's long reaching, long lasting. Um, and uh, that'll serve many students in the in the transportation industry for years to come. So that's a legacy piece there, which we're really proud of. Um, other organizations like uh, Owens Community College, they do a great job of training our next generation of technicians. Mm-hmm. So we've got scholarship fund in place and actually put an endowment in place for for them as well. And then also some of the uh, the, the local uh, uh, truck driving locations too, so that we can sponsor a, a truck driving. Uh, student and, and get them behind the wheel and and uh, making money. 
Well, I love that uh, how you embrace the industry, and I think that's so important. And I think that's a it, it's um, the industry embraces you right back, you know, and you build relationships with people, you know, that last a lifetime, like you just described. Uh, but you're all in, and I think that's that's huge. You know, you mentioned being a graduate of that inaugural class of Lead ATA, you know, the Future Leaders uh, ATA's Future Leaders Program. And full disclosure, uh, Driver Reach is a, sp- a sponsor, you know, proud sponsor of the program. Uh, I believe. You know, I like to believe anyway that we're very forward thinking and and that mindset fits perfectly with what Lead ATA is all about. And if we could just real quick, I, I am curious kind of if you could share about that program, you know, being going on 10 years now, it's a big deal. I think it's a it's a great place. There's a lot of leaders that have come through that you included that um, that are paving the path forward, you know, for the industry. So if you could share maybe what that group you know means to you and, and what that experience was like. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I mean, at its core, um, it gave it gave everyone, at least in our class, an opportunity to gather. You know, four times a year, um, we would cover different segments of uh, the trucking industry. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the, the the media piece was really a pretty cool one. We did a walk on Washington, a walk on the hill, um, and then just getting inside of uh, you know, kind of the business and and. Um, what our challenges and problems are and how to address those and how to handle them and what connections you can make there. So that's year one. Um, you know, and as I mentioned, we're getting into the 10th year now and, and we've been able to make acquaintances through the years. And there's a bond there um, that all of those folks uh, have gone through some some shape or form of that program. I think I still say we were the guinea pig class. And so, you know, the, the, there was probably a lot of trial and error there on what was going to work. And they certainly have made vast improvements over the years uh, in terms of how they handle that. And, and uh, certainly the speakers that come in had, was, had the fortune of uh, uh, coming in uh, on uh, Sunday morning for, in Arizona for, for the conference there, the mid-year conference there, and getting a chance to sit in and listen to the speaker there. So um, one of the uh, one of the fellow graduates from my class that I hadn't seen in, you know, in a decade, very honestly, and uh, to be able to catch up and have those conversations. Actually, I hadn't even seen him, but I had called him uh, about a year ago about something we were working on. And so, you know, those ties, those are, those are for a lifetime. Um, those are folks you can call on. Those are people that I trust that, that I know are going to guide me in the right direction if I have questions and hopefully they feel the same way uh, in, in return. Uh, but then on a national level, again, understanding the importance of having that uh, American Trucking Association's group, mm-hmm. um, what they do and what they provide for the industry, um, th- those those uh, those class times and, and time spent together were pretty meaningful and, and put together a much bigger picture than just the, the simple day-to-day of the business. Not that I didn't learn a few things about that along the way. So you're also involved in a, in a number of different committees and, and you know, image and, and communications is an important one. You know, membership is another one, you know, that both ATA and TCA. Can you share, you know, what is it specifically about uh, image and, and membership that gets you excited to be involved and, and make a difference? Well, I think um, I think first, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll attack the image piece. Um, that that's one of those things that for me has always kind of bothered me about the industry is that there's, you know, the stigma or, or image of what a truck driver is or who a truck driver is. Um, and quite a matter of fact, I'm a truck driver, um, truck driver at heart. You have many other individuals that, that, that work within our organization here that are, were truck drivers. Um, 
they don't fit the, the, the typical stigma that, that goes along with that particular job. And frankly, I don't think we have any drivers that do fit whatever that weird stigma is. So from, from an image uh, standpoint um, in the communications piece, I think it's extremely important that we're out there and we're tooting our horn, no pun intended. Um, but uh, I think it's important to be talking about our industry. We've got, we've got such uh, an out, outstanding group of individuals that um, do everything from run the organizations, run the associations, all the way down to those individuals that are driving trucks or fixing trucks. Um, they're all such kind of grassroots people. And I, I think it's important that we expose that. I think it's important that the, uh, the nation and the world understands how integral we are to everything they purchase, everything they eat, everything they drink, um, everything that gets manufactured at some point in time, it's, it's, it's spent some time on a truck. And I know these are cliches for our industry, um, but you'd be surprised at how many people really just don't know the impact of what we do and how important it is to the overall economy of the country. So um, I think that image piece, that's, you know, that's number one um, with, with image and communications. On the flip side, um, as far as membership is concerned, um, I've been uh, proud to serve as the committee chair for the Truckload Carriers Association Membership Committee um, for the last couple of years. And um, it's, uh, it's been an interesting adventure um, and I say that because you you inevitably always get to meet someone new each time you go to a meeting or have a meeting. We've worked very hard um, to kind of raise the bar and be very front and center as far as membership is concerned with TCA. Um, wanted to uh, my argument has always been with committee work that the committee work happens in the spring and in the fall um, or once or twice during the course of the year, and then you don't really get to see you know, what happens as a result of those things. So um, one of one of my thoughts was, is that we would put together a, a more monthly uh, type of uh, uh, meeting set, not to take everyone's time up, but really just getting together about uh, 30 minutes once a month. We're talking about who's new, who's, who's not coming back, who needs to come back, um, how do we get them back, um, uh, what kind of what kind of uh, enticing things can we do, um, not only for our our long term members but new members mm-hmm. to get them included and 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 make them feel a part of this uh, this amazing group of people that that we get to get to spend time with. And Jeremy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There, it's just amazing groups of people that 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 care and they're passionate about the industry. And frankly, they care about you the the success of your business. Mm-hmm because it makes them better as well. So um, to me, that membership piece uh, really is all-inclusive there. It's, it's that, that meeting point that you get an individual to commit or an organization to commit, and then you've got to deliver on those goods, you know, the reasons why you committed and, and, and are we delivering that. And uh, so that's been kind of the mission of the, the membership committee in total with, with TCA. Uh, and, you know, certainly I, I can reflect those same sentiments, I think, for the ATA and, yeah. and that membership work as well. Well, it's funny that uh, when you're really passionate about something, you know that you've got something good. You want to share it. You want other people to participate in it because you know how great it is. And I think that's part of what drives, you know, that interest in uh, membership. From my perspective, anytime I'm trying to you know help other carriers, if they're not part of this, they really need to be They They will see what we see. 
and uh, it'll open their eyes. And I think they'll really value it. Now, before I get into the um, deeper dive uh, segment, because I do want to talk about this 18 to 20 year olds and, and, and the way that you've embraced this um, for a while now, I, I do want to ask you about the uh, Beyond the Cab uh, podcast. Can you can you share what what was the inspiration there and, and, and how did that begin and who's the audience and who's the intended audience? Well, it's, it's again, another interesting question in that there's been uh, um, some change in philosophy over the last couple of years with it. Um, so originally, the timing of it was happening. I was starting to put some things together. I spent a little of my own money to put a, to this podcast together, and I just thought it would be great if we could have a mechanism to introduce our drivers to other drivers. Um, we're we're a relatively small organization, you know, about uh, 85 to 90 drivers. So um, chances are pretty good we can build some relationships, not only with with staff and, and leadership, but also driver to driver, peer to peer. Um, but I thought I'd take that kind of to the next level by getting some introductions, you know, exposing a driver um, for, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour, having some conversation with them about their lives, who they are, how they got into trucking. Um, and, and give everyone kind of a chance to get to know each other. We did that for um, the first nine months, and it just happened to coincide. I started that process right as um, COVID was kind of hitting. And um, so it, it, it made for uh, an interesting time frame to do that in. We had to take, obviously, some extra precautions and things like that as we were doing some interviewing. But um, at the end of the day, that's how it started. And that really was all it was intended to be. Um, what we had found was after about nine months of doing that, uh, that there was um, driver feedback and there was information they wanted to know about, more topical type of things that, that they had interest in. Um, so we started to use that as a platform to be able to have those discussions. The intended audience, again, really started out with employees and staff and drivers, but uh, I think it goes beyond that now. Um in that, you know, it, it, there's been just a variety of different topics that we've covered over over the last year, year and a half. Um, I had, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show today about having some help and having the right people in place to help you out. And I certainly have that um, here. I have a great producer that helps me with some of the ideas and thought processes and getting some things lined up to get it done because I can't, at the end of the day, there's a trucking company to run. So I can't, you know, I can't dedicate a ton of time to, to doing podcasts, but um, that's, you know, that's really how it came about. Um, I've been pleased that we've been able to take it this far. Uh, we just did just did a, a sequence with uh, um, some of our friends up at uh, the chamber in Toledo, Ohio. Um, there's some uh, some movement on some some studies being done on one of our state routes in the state of Ohio and um they kind of backed off of the study and really it needs to be completed and we need to get some forward motion on it uh, to, to try and help alleviate not only current traffic situations, but future traffic situations as well. So, you know, again, if you had asked me two years ago, okay, we're going to be doing something like that. The answer would have been no, but today it's, you know, it's part of what we're, what we're doing with beyond the cab and I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. Content engagement, that's it, it helps a ton. And, and in, in our last couple of minutes, I do want to talk about, uh, I want to get to the deeper dive uh, segment where we take a question from our listeners, but mainly because of the topic that this question is around. 
And the question is, we've been talking about the driver shortage for years. It's harder to hire drivers than ever. Will allowing 18 to 20 year olds to operate interstate make a big difference? What do you think about that? And especially through the lens of of your own apprenticeship program, if you can highlight that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, well, let me, I'll, I'll take you back a few years on this. And I, I really kind of have believed that that 18 to 21 year old is, has been a missed opportunity for this industry for as long as this industry has been around. Um, I, I think very clearly that uh, we can train someone to weld we can train someone to um, handle handle a gun, um, heavy artillery, um, you know, climb and, and scale scaffolding, all of these very dangerous things that 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 we're training kids to do, you know, in essence. Uh, and that 18 to 21 year old segment for our industry is kind of a um, a ghost. It's it's a lost group of individuals because. We're as an industry haven't been able to really hire uh, that individual that until they're 21, 22 years of age. So what happens? That 18 year old, that 19 year old ends up finding another career path. They end up going to college. They end up um, uh, going to the military, doing something different, um, which is not bad, but it's not good for our industry. Um, so I think it's important to understand first of all that there's a real loss there. Um, for individuals that could be having an outstanding career, they could be making great money, you know, straight out of high school and after a little bit of, of, of serious training and with the right safety equipment in the trucks. That's the other piece that's just as important as what you've got inside those trucks to be able to make sure that you're assisting those drivers and to, to becoming the best professional driver they can. So my thought for process, because we were self-insured, was that, okay, I can do an apprenticeship program um, here in, in the state of Ohio. I can have an individual or individuals operating at that level uh, after some, some training. So we put together a training program. Um, it was pretty extensive. I, I wanted to pick the right individual. Um, not everybody's going to be able to handle, you know, an 18, 19-year-old person um, and what their thoughts are and ideas are. So I had to have someone that was pretty pretty patient and, and understanding and, and willing to teach. Um, so that's kind of where that started. Uh, then knowing, okay, it's going to take extra time. It's not going to be, you know, your traditional one week, two week, three week program. It's going to take time for that individual to get comfortable with behind the wheel of a tractor trailer. We've got to pick again, the right type of equipment uh, to put them behind the wheel of and make sure that we've got all the the extra bells and whistles that, you know, help with lane departure and adaptive steering, adaptive cruise, all those pieces that make sense. Um, and then get get those folks to work so that they can be a part of the industry. Um, so that's really how that started for, for me. Uh, again, I've kind of always believed that this is a great opportunity in terms of industry, uh, but we've really kind of neglected that group because we've been forced to. So it's it, it's it's a challenge. I understand that. I, I know insurance companies don't love it, um, but now our government's backing mm -hmm. it up. They're starting to support it, and that's an important piece as well. We're definitely going to be participating in that program. The legs aren't quite there yet, um, but they're getting it off the ground, which is exciting. And and I think to have some framework for all of us to work with will will do nothing but better the industry. Well, you mentioned next generation earlier, and then that's your mindset. You you understand. Uh, how important it is to to bring about that next generation and to pave the way. And you're doing that. You were doing that before we were even talking about 
any sort of uh, safe driver or, or the uh, uh, Drive Safe Act or this apprenticeship program, you are already doing that. So it's encouraging to hear that you're going to participate in this pilot program. I know we're still learning about it. It's still it's getting legs, but uh, but that's exciting. I, I'm not sure what the process is for a carrier to participate in it. Um, do you happen to know, or what? What's where, where could we direct them um, if they are interested? Do you, if you so the fast pass is is who's handling a lot of the, I think the the conversation between uh, government and the carriers. Um, we were already on board for um, uh, in a, a program for our military, and um, so a lot of the program details are pretty much aligned. So that it's there's similar programs in terms of how the acceptance works and the training and all that. Um, and frankly, there hasn't been a ton of of detail to really understand. Okay, this is exactly what's going to happen. We know there's going to have to be documentation um, of you know of the progress of this of the of the student driver. We know that there's going to be requirements, as I talked about with with the equipment itself. Um, but everything that's entailed is still left a little bit to be to be revealed. So I, I'm hopeful that here in the next couple of months we're going to see that we're getting there. Though we are making progress, and that's encouraging. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate your passion for the industry and I look forward to seeing you at some upcoming events. Absolutely. Thanks again, Jeremy. I appreciate the opportunity. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit uh, any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road. Mm-hmm.